Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Zach of All Trades, a free-flowing show about any and everything featuring some of my favorite people and the awesome stories that come with them. My name is Zach Taylor, and I'm coming to you live from the Hand Me Down studio in eastern North Carolina. And today I've got a very special guest. It's my very good friend, Ryan Kane. Ryan's a guy who's been... He's, he wears a lot of hats, let's say. Uh, he, he's, he's been involved in professional wrestling. He's been involved with Haunted Trails. He's currently a musician, has been touring all around the East Coast. And we get into all those things. Anytime me and Ryan are together, we always have a really good time. It's a really fun and awesome conversation between he and I. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Me and Ryan Kane, here we go. job was working the radio. Where was the radio station? It was a Christian radio station in Jacksonville. Really? What was yeah. it called? WJCV. <laughs> I don't know why I find that funny. You just the way you said it was really yeah, funny. I had to remember. WJCV. Did you have a radio personality? Were you no. like an MC or anything? I I gave like the weather report. <laughs> How's it going, you lovers of Jesus? He's shining down a beautiful ray of sunshine on us today. However, there is a twenty five percent chance of rain. <laughs> So, so you cracked open a Milwaukee's Best, courtesy of me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when I asked Ryan to be on the uh, to be on the pod, he he said I have two requests, and that is uh, beer and beef jerky. And <laughs> being being the the fellow diva that I am, totally understood the needs of the talent <laughs> and was happy to provide. So right. well, it's like I said, I was I was totally joking, but I'm thoroughly enjoying both of these. <laughs> So no problem. So there are a few things I want to talk about. Number one is, so when you and I first met, um, your lovely wife and I were sharing the same job. I won't say where it was. Many moons ago. Many moons ago. Um, and you used to come in a lot, and we just kind of started talking about wrestling. Right. And uh, it would just kind of start like, oh, man, like I used to watch Raw all the time. Like, oh, yeah, me and my son, we watch Raw all the time. And, hey, you know, there's this uh, there's a show that they do. Down at the bingo hall, you should come check it out. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. And I, I went with a, a lady <coughs> friend of mine at the time, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Right. It was literally just like a like a small bingo hall show, but it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, nothing better than good indie wrestling. Really, though? Seriously. It's and way better than what's on TV. <laughs> to some degree, right. that's really true. Um so, and you were working, like, the uh, the audio presentations at the time. Yeah. You were doing entrance music and stuff like that. And I remember <laughs> you came into work one day because I had just started going regularly to the show. And sometimes I would hang back and, like, help, you know, I was a total mark. Like, I would help put the ring up and move the chairs up and stuff like that. And you were just, like, one day you're like, do you know how to work a camera? And I was like, I, if, even if I didn't, I'm going to tell you right now, even if I didn't, I would have lied and said yes. Right. But I actually did have experience in this field. Yeah. When I was in high school, I worked for our uh, school's like news mm-hmm. channel that we did. And I actually like had like a took like a whole class on it, so I was like in my head I was like, perfect, finally it's gonna pay off. Right. Yeah, yeah, I do know how to work a camera. And you went, Great, Steve says you're doing the uh, you're taping the matches from now on and I went <laughs> Wait, wait, what? Like it was just so like It's pretty direct. Yeah, oh, yeah, like I had no like <laughs> I had nothing to say and like in there was no option. No, no, no protest at all. You're like, all right, great, you're doing the matches now. And I just went, how do I do that? Oh, you figure it out. Like it was, and then my thing was, but did Steve say I could do it? And you're like, yes, yeah. Which you're probably like, I don't care. Like, just we need something to do it. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. So <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't like a there wasn't like a caller. It was just like, God, our, our guy that does the the camera's not gonna be there anymore. And you probably were just like, I know some idiot that will do that, right. and you don't have to pay him, and he'll just show up and. <laughs> He'll do it. Yeah, we, we definitely needed a, a new camera guy, but there was a, it was like a last minute thing. We're like, we got to find a camera guy. I was like, I know somebody that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but look, whenever I said that you'll figure it out, that's literally the same thing they did to me. Yeah. We talking about like with the, the music and stuff? Yeah. Like I was, I wasn't playing music at the time. I was DJing at the time. Yeah. And I went to a show. And everything was just god-awful. The guy that was playing the music was doing like off CDs and they were skipping. The microphone sounded god. That was just bad. And uh, 
I was sitting on the front row, and I remember the guy cutting a promo at the time. <clears throat> you couldn't hear anything he said. And we're five feet away from him. <laughs> so I just looked at him. I was like, put the mic down. <laughs> so he finally just dropped the mic, and everyone was like, oh, we can hear you better wow. without the mic, you know? So afterwards, long story short, I gave uh, Burt Fox, Burt one, Fox. Of, one of my uh, DJ business cards. Uh-huh. I was like, look, I can point you in the right direction for better gear. Give me a call. And he took that as, I will do this. Two days later, I get an email from Steve and says, hey, would you mind helping us out for a show? Uh, because our guy's from Jersey and can't come back for this next show. Da, 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 da. I was like, yeah, let's get together and chat. So we went to y'all's work. Mm-hmm. We ate dinner. Uh, him and his wife and, and his youngest son. And we uh, had a cool time just chit-chatting. We had never met before. And then he goes, how much do you charge? Oh, like, my God. <laughs> I said, well, my normal DJ fee, you know, for something around this time is like 200 bucks. He's like, cool. I can probably give you 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and anybody that's ever been around, like, indie wrestling knows, like, we, we, we need you for one show means, like, <clears throat> we're going to need you to hold down the fort for at least the next couple of months. It was supposed to be one show. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. And... Well, it was really cool because, you know, obviously we get in there before anyone else does. The ring's already set up. Yeah. Steven loves wrestling, and he got a chance to get in the ring and kind of play around and stuff. Steven, your son, Steven. Yes. Yeah. And he got to meet all the wrestlers and hang out, and it was just, I started, I was like, I'm coming to all the shows anyway, and I'm spending money. <laughs> right, yeah. And, you know, like, I really don't care if I even make money. Like, he's having a good time. Yeah. So it went from what was supposed to be one show to two shows, ended up being four years. <laughs> yeah, and you just and you just lumped me in right there with you. I sure did. And then I remember like the the only like cool thing that's ever happened to me while so actually up to the story behind my first gig as the camera guy is actually quite tragic. Do you remember this? I don't think I do. Okay, so it was uh, it was the first time I ever did it was the first show, and I'm here I'm here to tell you right now I will to the day I die. I did nothing wrong with this device. It was like a basic, like, handheld camera. I do you remember. Really okay, so it was a basic handheld camera. Like, nothing <laughs> special about it. Like, it wasn't, like, some big, like, news camera or anything. It was just, like, one, like, a guy would take to the Grand Canyon with his kids. Right, exactly. And, like, so I'm using it. And I've used cameras like this before. I was like, this is no big deal. Right. And I'm zooming in and zooming out. I'm like, I'm just, I have no idea. I've never, like, taped a wrestling match before. All I know is that, like, you know, maybe if a guy's, like, if they're, like, Try to call a spot or something, maybe move back a little bit. I was like, that's all I knew. Do I go all by the apron? Do I stay down on the floor? So I'm just kind of, you know, playing it all by ear by the seat of my pants. So at the end of the night, every show, I would take the camera and all the gear, and I would either give it to Colby or Steve. Right. And they would give it to whoever, and they would upload it to YouTube. Right. So for whatever reason, something happened in the upload process where, like, everything is completely zoomed all the way in, and, like, all you could see is, like, guys' asses just like you straight see the boogers in the you can't see like, anything because it's just like guys like, it's almost as if I held it right to their face right. and which is and I was like oh my god like Steve's gonna be so pissed at me like I can't believe I screwed it up like this is my one yeah. opportunity I could have made it in the biz and you were like what did you do I'm like I didn't do anything I swear yeah I remember getting a text that said uh, so uh, I thought your guy knew what he was doing. Oh no way! You're, does that does that really happen? Yeah, oh. it was something along those lines. I'm like, yeah, he totally does. Like he's done it for years. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen the video yet? Yeah. Uh, Dude, I was totally caught in the middle of all of that and just BS you and them and everything just to make it. Happen. I'm telling you, like I don't know what it like because I because it never happened any time after that. No. So I don't know what how like I. Because I know, like, when you zoom, like, when you literally just push the knob and it'll eventually go all the way out. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, a tech nerd, but I think it was just a, uh, like, a, a format. That's the only thing I could think issue. of. I was like, if it honestly was me, like, I would have been like, all right, dang, yeah, I, did, I forgot. But, like, I really don't yeah. think I did. Chop me and get it done. Right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, give me a chop, man. Oh, my God. So, oh, yeah. and then the only other cool thing that ever happened at, at ringside, because, like I said, I was... Like, totally had no idea what I was doing, and just, like, every show I would... I don't even think I would learn. Like, it would just, every show was just, like, don't if I don't screw up a ton, yeah. don't fall, don't, like, bump into a guy, I've done a really good job. Right. So, it was one time it was uh, the Steve, CW, and Skylar were wrestling as the Extreme Horsemen. Right. They were having a triple threat, or a six-man tag against some, I can't remember who it was. 
and um, CW was in the ring, and it was uh, Skyler and Steve on the apron. And I was like right in, near their corner, and I was like right up on the ring like I usually do. And um, like I, I like very like vaguely, very like subtly, just hear Zach look out, and I'm like, I don't think I just heard that, but I'm gonna take a step back really quick just in case. Right. And as soon as I did. Boom! Guy comes into the corner, and Steve just, like, mollywops him right where I was standing. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I did it. Like, I avoided right. it. Because he said it, like, so quietly. I was like, I think you just said my name. Right. I really don't know. I was like, who's going to take that back? And then, bam, right as soon as I moved back, it happened. And I was like, that was the coolest thing ever. Right. Well, th this this is something kind of related. And then, <laughs> I, I guess we can move on to something else. But the... Uh, we did a show at the Boys and Girls Club. Right. It was the first time we'd ever done one there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, so none of the kids, none of the audience, except for our few uh, faithful followers that literally just went yeah. everywhere we went. Was I here for this one? I don't know if you were there or not. I did a couple of Boys and Girls shows. Yeah, I don't know if you were there for the first one or not. But anyway, my son, Stephen, who was... 10 at the time, I'm guessing, something or something around there. He had been training a little bit yeah. with Steve and Colby and was doing very, very was well. was doing the uh, the dead man, the uh, old school. Yeah. Across the road. Oh, dude, he could do so much. Was like, so it cool. was, especially for his age and his size. They like, had him do uh, a Hurricane Rana at the yep. at, at the place we used to work. Did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do the old school. He would do the, uh, the tannin ball. I mean, this dude, he could do <laughs> the, the Kevin Owens stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. And uh, he's literally just like a miniature Owens, so that's right? What he is. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> so, anyway, he was supposed to have a spot in the show because mm -hmm. it was the Boys and Girls Club, right? And it would be cool to see a kid who's been training so you can kind of see what he could do. It was supposed to be like a tag match, and whoever was supposed to tag on the opposite end ended up not showing up or something happened. I don't remember. Anyway, Stephen couldn't be part of the show, so of course, he was bummed. Um, I was a little, I was bummed. I wanted him to have that experience. And then Steve and Colby had a match together, and it was their first time wrestling each other. So I think I was here for that. Then. So again, remember, no one knows who we are. No. So when you're coming through the curtain, you have to let them know if you're a good guy or a bad guy. It's true. You got to make it happen as quick because they're just going to sit there and just blindly clap, yeah. having no clue. Like, wow. How golf clap? You know, <laughs> to us. So Colby gets in the ring first, and, and uh, Steve told me later, we have like a camera that's in the back. So everyone back there, because he was going yeah. in the front. Mm -hmm. And Steven was working security, and he was just sitting in a chair, and it was like right in front of the camera. So uh, Steve just kept looking. He's like, I got to get him involved somehow. I think I remember this. And, and then he goes, I got it. So... Anytime they ever did anything with Steven, they always talked to me first. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I trust you guys. And he's been training. Yeah. Y'all do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, he's cool. Yeah. You can't hurt the kid. No, <laughs> no really. You can't. <laughs> so I'm sitting there behind the table. I hit Steve's music. He comes out, and people are starting to clap. And he goes, all right, here it comes. He walked past Steven, and he just, like he did to you. And he was like, watch for the kick. Steven said, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> Boot right to the face. And he did so good. I mean, he backflipped out of the chair. Yeah, he, he sold it like a face. champ. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, that just happened. <laughs> and we had uh, Ivan Koloff come. That's yeah. I was I was definitely there for that. He show. Yeah. he came for that show to do some autograph signings and to, and to talk to the crowd. And he just was <laughs> blown Dumb away. This he just kicked the kid in the face, you know. <laughs> So, Burt Fox had to run over there and be like, he's one of our trainees, it's okay, he knew what was happening, and oh he was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Steve's doing the business for himself. Steve, Steve gets in the ring and just looks at me, because I'm still, like, surprised, you know, yeah, like, you're just... I'm totally selling it myself, you know, but I'm, I'm the sound guy, I don't really need to, Yeah. you know, but I'm standing up, and he looks at me, and he goes, just shrugs his shoulders, like, man, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought about that sometimes too, because that that I remember, do remember that was super. Oh, cool. that was so. so but cool. it was one of those another one of those times, like because this would happen sometimes with you, especially with you and me. Like I don't know if this ever added like an extra depth or dimension to the show. Sometimes when things would happen in the ring, I would just look at you and be like, right, like I'd be like looking at you like blown away. And I feel like if people saw like even that dude's surprised, yeah, he's supposed to be in on it. And he's like, oh my god, yeah. 
sometimes Zane would be sitting with me at the table. Uh-huh. You'd get that look and turn and look at me, and Zane's like, what a mark. Oh, 100%, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you kidding? That's, like, the biggest one in the whole room, man. <laughs> like, just the, the idea that, like, I got, the, like, the best seat in the house right. every single Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I knew I was, man. But, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. But, um... Good stuff. Yeah, so you mentioned earlier that it was, um, you were kind of DJing before you started doing music? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you were doing DJ. So, what actually made you, like, officially start, like, making music? <laughs> well, I had been doing gospel music a while, um, years ago. Started that when I was, like, 13-ish uh, with my cousin, mm-hmm. and my, my cousin Chuck. And we had uh, started a quartet, and we did a couple of duo things, and we traveled a little bit. Nothing super crazy. And then uh, once, super crazy. That's right. And then once I uh, <laughs> turned nineteen, I uh, found a quartet out of Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, they needed a tenor singer. And um, I went up there and tried out for it. They gave me the spot and traveled with them for a little while, and uh, had a had a good run with those guys. And it didn't work out. And being young and stupid, you know. It, it didn't work out, so it was like, uh, well, that's all I ever really wanted to do. Yeah. I got to live my dream. Now it's time to find something else to do. Right. Instead of being like, oh, well, that didn't happen. Let's, Let's move try on. Again. You yeah. know? Um, I got kind of bitter about music, and I didn't even touch my guitar. I didn't even touch my radio for a couple of years. And then That's uh, commitment to the Yeah, dude. Like I, like, <laughs> I watched TV, and a song would come on on a commercial, <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. Mute, you know. This was <laughs> sound of music. This week on CMT. <laughs> right. Yeah. Screw those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then, fast forward to a couple of years later, a couple of buddies talked me out into going to karaoke and hanging out. Yeah, I remember the old karaoke days. Yeah. yeah, and they, I went to the bathroom and come back out, and they called my name, and uh, I was like, I definitely did not do that, mm-hmm. you know. And they're like, Well, you're signed up, so suck it up. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't even know what I'm singing. They're like, you're singing My Girl from The Temptations. And right. I was like, oh, okay. So I did that. And once I got done, I went and sat down. I was like, hmm. Went pretty well. That felt good. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. You right. Know? Came home, played guitar for a little bit. And and then uh, instead of just getting jumping right into playing music myself, I started DJing and doing some karaoke gigs and stuff like that. And got real burnt out on that because that was just god-awful <laughs> you know i was going to college full-time you know you wake up at five go to school yeah you know i'm doing a ton of credits basically going like a full-time job yeah i'm driving an hour to school i'm there at eight o'clock <clears throat> until five o'clock i got enough time to fly home and grab my truck run to richlands start 10 minutes late <laughs> and i'm there until like three o'clock in the morning yeah. so at that point i've been up 24 hours so right. the whole next day the weekend was just ruined you know? Yeah. So doing that a couple of months, I just got burned. There was times I call her, I'm like two miles from the house, and I'm calling her, I'm like, you gotta come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I, but I remember like when you first um, like kind of was starting to get back into it, yeah. like how quickly you kind of just like went from like guy who like doesn't really do music is kind of like a DJ for karaoke, and now you like you've got gigs, like you're working on writing music, yeah. like and it was like in, it, it like blew my mind like how quickly it was like, very fast. You're like one of those people I tell people all the time like if I ever talk about him, like he just like does things, right? Like he'll just be doing nothing, and also Bam's got like six things that he's doing, and he doesn't like he doesn't just do like um, you know, <laughs> someone's taking credit for right, it, right. but no, but like you know someone who like talks about it, like you kind of just go and do it. Yeah, that's kind of how I've always been. <clears throat> you know, if it's something something that I want, and don't get me wrong, she, my wife Terry, she pushes me to do everything. Yeah, good job. Yeah, she, she and she really does. No, yeah, for I'm sure. not. I'm not just saying it because she's sitting right here glaring at me. Yeah, no, she, has nothing. To, it has nothing to do with that weapon in her hands. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, she she does. If she knows it's something that I'm very passionate about and all that stuff, she really pushes me. And and just like anyone else, you sometimes you can have a lull in something yeah. and. And she's like, all right, you've had a day. Get up. It's time to, time to go to work. I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> but, uh, but you do. I mean, she, she's, she's pushing. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be anywhere remotely close to where yeah. I am right now. But, um, but yeah, it was like one day um, uh, I was at a wrestling show mm-hmm. and talking to a, a friend of ours and telling them that I was thinking about getting back into it. And they're like, great, do it. Yeah. 
Then the next month came, and they're like, hey, so how's it going? Oh, well, you know, I'm trying to learn songs. I'm mm-hmm. trying to do, you know, you know, fast forward a couple of months, same thing. They finally said, stop. And I said, what? And they're like, look, I'm going to tell you one thing. Take it for what it is. You know, you can either make history or you make excuses, but you can't do both. Uh, and he slapped me on the shoulder and walked away. I was like, I don't know if I want to go give him a hug or <laughs> kick his ass right now. Like, he verbally just yeah. <laughs> I, I have got me. I have heard this before from you yeah. and from this person. Right. And it's it's good it's good advice. Yeah. yeah, and ever since then, I was like, you know what? I was like, that's it. I've, I've made a ton of excuses. And yeah. I felt like I had failed before. Yeah. And I didn't want to fail again. If mm-hmm. I was getting into it, I wanted it to be 100%. And then it just took me all these years to figure out that I didn't fail before. What happened there wasn't even my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, um, I guess, took it as my fault. Right. You know, being that they let me go. Uh, when really it had nothing to do with me, they wanted to just go a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't willing to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, after that was told, I was like, you know what? That's it. It's time to make some history. It's time to, time to get on the ball. So... Picked up the guitar, dusted it off um, after many years. <laughs> Sounds like a song in the words. Yeah, no kidding. And it was just listening to the radio, pulling up some old stuff that I had played and coming up with the bare minimum amount of music <laughs> to do shows. You had a pretty good set list. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty diverse. Yeah. I had a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, mostly country, but then, you know, some classic rock and some Motown and a little vanilla ice in there, you know? <laughs> For the youth. That's right. Yeah, for the youth. For the youth. Exactly. <laughs> little, little acoustic ice-ice baby. Oh, my goodness. And um, and my very first show was opening up for uh, for a guy who had had some, you know, national credit. And um, it went from, the, I started that in June of that year and took October off for another project that me and you had. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that, that we had done. Mm-hmm. And that very first year, starting late in the year and taking a, a month, a whole month off, I mean, I ended up playing like 30 shows. Right. And then the very next year, I went from 30 shows to like 70 shows. And then the next year, I'm sitting at 130. I remember like, especially before all this like Corona thing went down, I feel like you were on the road like constantly. Nah, I was nonstop. Like every time I would look up on like Facebook, you're like in, in a whole new place and just yeah. like getting gigs. And I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, all over the state, down yeah. to Myrtle Beach, played up in D.C. a few times. And I mean, and it's just gradually growing. Yeah. You know, and I, and I know we'll get into this later, but, you know, I've recorded my music and it's getting ready to release. And once that comes out, it's just going to, you know, God only knows what's going to happen with that. Really? You like, know, so... And, and up until this past year in September, I've done it all by myself. I've just done all acoustic shows. Mm-hmm. You know, now I have a very solid band, you know, of guys. I, I had a band before, and they just, these guys just weren't serious, and it just pissed me off. It was so more I, like a jam band yeah, kind of thing for them. I mean, these guys are fantastic musicians. Yeah. They just didn't want to play on the level that I want to play. Yeah. And I let it kind of hold me back. No offense to them. Like, they, they had things that they wanted to do. No, but it just wasn't what I wanted. It's important, though, like, if you know for sure, like, what you want to do, it's important that yeah. you surround yourself with the people that you know can, Absolutely. can get that done. Everybody's going to be on the same page. 100%. And uh, these guys just weren't. And we're all still friends, you know, we still talk quite a bit, but it just pissed me off at that particular moment, and I just fired them all. <laughs> and then like two days later, who's my guitarist now, he was like, dude, I heard you fired everybody. He said, sure did. Look, man. And he's like, look, you know, I'm a Marine, and I'm here until, you know, next August. He was like, but I'll jam with you until then. I'm like, cool. Now mm-hmm. I just need a drummer and a bass player. Only. <laughs> yeah. He said, I got a bass player. I said, cool. But then the drummer, you know, our drummer Gage, he just... He just recently moved here from Florida, showed up to an, an acoustic show, playing his cajon, you know, his little box. Mm-hmm. And it was at one of Chris, my guitar player's acoustic shows that he did. I'm like, who's that guy? He's like, I don't know. He just <laughs> showed up and wanted to play. And he was good. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I got a show tomorrow. Come play with me. Oh, okay. Wow. So he so he showed up. Just brought only, him right, yeah, right along. He only knew like half the music. <laughs> But he jumped up there and played the whole show anyway and never missed a beat. That's insane. And then I was like, do you actually play drums? He said, yeah. I'm like, like I did with you with the camera. Like, cool, you're my new drummer. There you go. <laughs> he was like, yeah, man, I'm down. Whatever, yeah. And then after that, it was like, all right, guys, here's 50 songs. Learn it. And in two weeks, we were ready you guys, to... You guys learned 50 songs? 
Yeah, like two weeks. Wow. And um, and which really, if you're a, a good enough musician, I was going to say that. for me that sounds like a, a horrifically daunting task. But right. I guess if you actually know like, yeah. the notes, it's F- probably fifty songs is nothing. You know, you just got to think half. Frame. I must say half of them are probably like the same like yeah. rhythm and tempo anyway. Well, and, and comparing to some of the guys that I had played with before, it's like hey. Here's five songs. We're gonna work on these next week, and we worked on those five oh songs. Oh my god! We worked on those five songs for like three months. You know? <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my lord! So I gave these guys like 50 songs, and they're like, bam, got it. Yeah. And then I I made a little video of us playing. I put a post out and said, hey, Ryan Kane Band's ready to jam. And then just like that, my phone started blowing up, and we were booked every single weekend through the rest of the year. What what are what are like the majority of the places that book you guys? Oh man. Um, we played at Humphrey Farms quite a bit, yeah. right up the road here. Um, Nick's Black Sheep Tavern in Jacksonville. Um, what's that one? I we play so many. I keep oh um, at, crap. I can't remember the name of it. It's the one place we play in D.C. It is a huge country. Shout out to the D.C. Bar. venue. Yes. What I swear I cannot remember the name. <laughs> you'll never you'll never go back there. Yeah, no kidding. No, but uh, you. But it's a ton, and most of them are local. Yeah, and they're great. And um and we're all you know cool friends. Everybody kind of looks out for each other. Right. You know, which is kind of cool in our you're, local music you're, community. You're not you're not on that uh spent creatively stage yet. Right. Not yet. <laughs> you live in the total rock, so I'm waiting for the arcs, man. That's it. That's it. This is look. Let me tell you this real quick. As soon as you know, I joked with you saying that I needed beer and jerky. Uh-huh. Total joke again, by the way. Yeah. But uh, like this is the first time I've ever had like an actual like what we call a writer sheet you know where you tell the venue what you need wow and get this out of the years that i've been playing yeah i have only had a writer sheet at one place and it wasn't even for me it was for terry (laughs) (laughs) the bartender we know pretty good she knows she likes what is sweet tea what does terry need so she every single time we play there he's sending me a text is terry coming i'm like yeah he goes all right i'll make sure i have a gallon of tea that's hilarious (laughs) They didn't even serve tea there. Writer sheets. Wow. Yeah, so he'd go out and get a gallon of tea and hold it for it. <laughs> cool yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I can't wait for you to get to the point like, man, I am the Ryan Kane band. Right. <laughs> I only want blue M&M's. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I I tried I tried to big time you when we used to do the, uh, the Haunted Trail, and I don't think it ever worked. No. No. Never worked. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute. Do it. Yeah. So this was, <clears throat> when was the first time I did it? was like four years ago? The first time you did it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So again, this was another story behind like, Ryan knows this person, me, and like if he ever just needs some idiot to do something that either he doesn't want to do or thinks I could do, right. he's just going to be like, hey, uh, we, I need you to do this. And of course... I'm I'm gonna be yeah. free because I don't do anything. Totally don't make a fool of yourself. Right, <laughs> which we'll get into that for sure. Um, so he was telling me that he had like constructed this like I guess you would just call it like a haunted like Halloween walking trail. Yeah, we did it in the woods. Right, like if you've ever like been like lived in like a neighborhood and like if anyone's ever like just had like come walk through this spooky thing, you know, it's like never really that big. It's like they're the size of their garage, and it's right. like. Oh, wow, a skeleton. And then you walk out. So when he told me that, I was like, yeah, it's probably just something that he hosts at his house. I'm like, whatever. Like, they're cool. I'll come over there and hang out. He's like, no, we'll go in the woods and I'll show you. I went, the woods? You're like, yeah, we've got it in the woods. I was like, okay. So I walked to the, out there in the woods, like where we're at right now. <laughs> and it's just like this long meandering path with just yeah. weird destruction and scary things is everywhere. It's like a quarter mile. Yeah, away. really. And you guys had like, you had kind of started like, because I guess you guys start prepping for it, like, what, like, in the middle of the summer? They'll usually start in June. Right. So, like, it had probably just been, it was maybe August at that point. Yeah. And you guys were kind of starting to set everything up. And I was just like, what in the, like, I've never seen anything like this before. And he was like, uh, so, so what, what we're going to do is you're going to, you're going to be in one of our um, little scenes that we have here. Was that, was the first year, was I the clown? Or was I yes. the, all right. So the first year I was, we had a clown. We had a clown. He showed up like one day and, and had to bail because of his job and stuff. Right. And then you jumped right in. Jumped right in, and uh, I dare I say the finest clown that this county's ever seen. That's right. Yeah, we had. I the best part was the system that we had was like the, by the time they got to like my scene was about halfway. They're about right. to be out. 
And you guys were like, so when when they come to your scene, blow this air horn. Right. That was all the instruction I was given. Yeah. And so I was like, well, then I'm just going to use this to scare the hell out of people. Yeah. So I would like hide behind a corner and they'd be walking in. And it was just. If, if I remember correctly, the instruction was, Zach, put on the makeup, be yourself. Oh, yeah. Just honk the horn. There was really, you really didn't give me any instruction. And in, through the, throughout the years, that's kind of what it became. Right. Because it was, it was funny. You, you were always like. Because you would always ask people that you knew, like, to help you out, like, people that yeah. live around here. And, they, and most people would be pretty cool to come out. But none of them have any idea what they're doing. Right. Not in a mega mean way, but just, like... Yeah, they're just, just not, never done Yeah, it. so, like, you're, like, why don't you try doing this? Why don't you try doing that? We did this one year, and it worked pretty well, so why don't you try that? Right. And when it came to me, it was just kind of, like... Yeah, I trusted you, because I, I knew you were going to do... Like, just, just go. I knew you, you were going to do what was best for your part and for the... Yeah, uh, the I, I showed up, I applied my... It's true, I, I applied my own stuff on my yep. face, and then I just sort of would just go to my scene by myself, and... Whew, here we go, here we go. Right, <laughs> and then talk it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, the, <laughs> this last year, the, the last year that, that we did it, that you helped... Yeah. I remember standing off to the side. I don't. Did you ever see the video? I think I did. Yeah, I did a video hiding behind a corner, and you were just in total character. Yeah, and you were just all over the place. What would really freak people out? But the crazy thing was, there was no one there. Yeah, what it was is you were very smart about it, and this is what I, I liked about. And I told everybody, like, watch Zach <laughs> do what Zach does. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like. The way that it, the trail curved, you know, they they still have like four more scenes to, excuse me, to get to before they get to you. Yeah. But how it was built, they could see your scene. Yeah. So even as you know, you know, you're not supposed to take away from where you're at, but you know, people are looking around and trying to see what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So instead of just sitting there and just looking like a knot on a log or and on waiting, my phone, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that makes that's me the, so mad. You yeah. know, that's the worst. And like. <laughs> They, then they would just kind of look through the crack and they would just see you just singing and dancing and doing all this weird stuff. And they're like, I don't want to go over right. there. You know? And then all of a sudden, and you just kept it going. And then once they got to you, it was just blow up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the phone thing, I think we talked about this. One year when we did it here yeah, at, the house, at the house, we had this old rundown single wide trailer that we had put back in there to use for the trail. Yeah. And one of my guys, one of my friends came through, and he's one of those guys that's just a total skeptic about everything. Like, yeah. Nothing is ever good enough. Yeah. So I'm like, if he can come through and tell me that this is good, uh, we've got a home run. He came through, and whenever he came out, and he was like, dude, this was by far the best thing I have ever seen until I got to the trailer. And oh, I was like, no, dude, the trailer's the grand that's finale. The, yeah, that's the big one. You know, yeah. like that, that's it. And in that particular year, we were doing a lot of movie characters. Yep. Until we the the following year, we went to all original characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our partners that we had back then, he um, loved Michael Myers, so he was dressed up as Michael Myers. And and when you got close to the trailer, he was supposed to kick the door open and jump out and chase you out. Right. Well, I was like, well, what happened at the trailer? He was like. Dude, like we saw the lights and the strobes and we knew something was happening in the trailer, but we didn't know what until I got close enough and I saw Michael Myers texting on his phone. <laughs> he was standing beside me. My buddy was standing beside me whenever he said that. I hit him. I was like, you idiot. <laughs> I said, what were you doing? He's like, I ran out of beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's, a, that's another special for the trail that we, uh, the, the dead end trails it was called. Yeah. Uh, everyone's got to have plenty of beer. That's right. Yeah. Stock up on, if you, whatever you need, let us know. Yep. But no, like, talking about, like, the kind of, like... Because I think... I don't even know if you did that, like, deliberately, but I always would think about that. I'm like, like, you know... Because I would tell people... Because I remember people would always ask me, like, what do you do? Like, how do you... Like, how do you make it, like, good? I'm just like, just... I don't know. Like, I can't even explain it. Like, it's just... But, like, you would say, like, people would walk through and, like, they can see throughout what might be on the horizon. And I was like, if you just stay on... Right. It kind of gives people, like... Because everyone knows it's just people dressed up. Sure. But, like, if you do it well enough, like, people are willing to dis- um, suspend their disbelief. Right. And, you know, it will it makes it fun. Right. And it's always the people that, like, I guess either they try too hard or they think this is just stupid and, like, it's not going to work. Right. I'm like, if you just, like, convince yourself that it's not stupid. Right. And that if you just did something, th- the idea that you're in this weird situation is weird enough. Right. 
Like, you really just kind of have to just, like, just make take it. Your, yeah, just make it good. To the point where I think you, because I think people would complain all the time about not getting the good scene, quote unquote. Right. Like, you literally put me in quite possibly the worst scene ever. Yeah. But it. Because I knew you could pull it off. Yeah. It, like, but I knew in my head, I'm like, this has got to be, like, if I, if I can make this work, I can make anything yeah. work. Because, like, because, I mean, I had the clown scene, which was amazing. I walked uh, the crowd as a zombie one year. That but was That's awesome. not even a scene. No, it's you just. You know what I mean? But, well, they, but the cool thing about that is with doing that, I remember when we first talked about it, you're like, oh, man, I kind of want to be in the woods. And all yeah, same. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, if you can just see it and what I have in my head, yeah. I promise you it's going to be good. Right. And then what happened? We did that for two years. Two years. Two years in a row. And every single time, all the pictures that went up online, yep. all the, 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 the rave reviews the and everything, everything yeah. all had to do with waiting in line. Yep. It had nothing to do with what happened in the woods. Not at all. <laughs> now, they talked about what a great show it was and what a great experience it was, but they're like, man, just waiting in the line is a show in itself. Yeah, because you know? the first year I did it, like the line was like, <laughs> people don't understand. Like if you If you didn't come out to see the show... The lines were insane. Yeah. We did fourteen hundred in a night. Like it was like wrapped all the way around the cul-de-sac. Like it was unbelievable. Yeah. To the point where like like Kaylee and them would like be selling snacks at the front. Like like because it was literally like yeah. so packed. My cousin who lived like a quarter mile up right. the road, no joke, sat out there and with a table mm-hmm. and had went and bought like oatmeal cream pies. Uh-huh. And made hot chocolate one year yep, I remember and that. lemonade. Yeah. And would sit there in his yard and sell it for the people that are waiting a quarter mile down the road. Literally, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> so, like, because I, so I remember, like, you were like, if we can get that, because I, and I also remember you went to the Nightmare Factory. This is what I always appreciate about you. Like, you actually had, like, a science to it. Like, you, yes. like, were like, you wouldn't go to the Nightmare Factory to have fun. You're like, what are they doing? Right. And, like, obviously we can't accomplish that on, like, a large scale. But, like, in our neck of the woods, literally, yeah. how, like, how can we make this as close to that? Sure. And one of the things you told me is, like, it's these guys that just roam around the right. whole time. Like, there's, and like that's what you're going to do. Right. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I guess. And, like you said, it turned into, like, the best yeah. thing we could have ever done. Well, think about it. Anytime you go anywhere and you got to stand there in line. It sucks. Down, and you get aggravated. And then you're like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I'll come back when the line's short. Right. You and know? That's the last thing you want people to do. And, and then you never come back. No. So what I wanted to do was just keep people entertained. No. So when they're standing in line for an hour, you know, you're like, Whoa, that went by really quick. Yeah, because I don't even know you're standing there. Because I'm dealing with this madman over here. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I remember people would go Facebook Live to record you, mm-hmm. and then you would just go grab their phone and just take I, off. I, that's right. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, cool. Watch this. I'm like, huh? boom, and it's yeah. just gone. They're like, what the hell? Exactly. One of the best videos is we had a, a, a porta potty at the end of the road. Yeah, the porta potty. wife oh and, her, and her little girl went in. Yeah. And uh, they knew you were close by. Mm-hmm. And I was videoing from the other side. And as they opened the door, they opened it very slow. And they were, like, kind of creeping around. And you were behind where they couldn't see. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you jumped out, that little girl, the terror on her face. Lost it. Yeah. And her mom just about died laughing. Yeah. You know? That little girl lost her mind, you know? Yeah. Best, best video, for sure. For sure. So we did that. You guys had done that how many years before I got here at that point? Uh, like, this this year would have been our seventh year. Yeah, so you'd done it maybe once or twice before I got here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You, you came in like the second the second or third year. Second season. Yeah, second season. And, <laughs> season two uh, of the dead end. The, the, <laughs> dude, that's a show right there, buddy. You know what's so funny that you say that? <clears throat> I'm honestly like... When I found out that we weren't doing it this year, it was kind of depressing because, like, uh, an idea that I kind of had, I was like, I want to, like, document this entire process yeah. because it's not, like, because I always thought, like, all, like the amount of, like, reality sh- like shows that, like, cover, like, the most obscure topics, like, I've never seen when it's, like, a year in a haunted trail. Right. Like, the, all the work that goes in. Because, like, that's what people don't understand, like, all the, and, like, the weekends that we do it because we... Because most people probably do it like the weekend of Halloween and then it's over. That's what we used to do here. Right. But then when we moved to the new location, it was every weekend. The last weekend of September, through, all, October, all through October. First week of November. And people don't understand, like, we would do a weekend here and, like, people's voices were gone. And, like, people were drained and, like, yeah. like and it's cold and mucky, so you're all, like, sick feeling. Right. Like, it's, a, it's brutal. It is. It's brutal. But, like, but yet every year people still come out. Absolutely. Back. And I remember, like, every year, I'm like, the year especially that I had to wear, like, the contact lenses. 
I just remember every day I'm like I that is a whole nother episode. I was like, dude, this in itself. I was like, I hate this so unbelievably much. Like, I hate it so much. Like, I would dread every like you would you would just laugh at me. Every, no, no, not even that. <laughs> not even that. Like, I would show up to to the to the location that like that day before everything was getting started because I always wanted to get there early and like get everything yeah. ready. And I would pull up and I'd get out and you'd be like, you know, hey, man. I'm just like. <laughs> You have to psych yourself up for 30 minutes. I'm just like, what's up, man? And you're like, you ready? And I'm like, no. Looking at yourself in a sack. You can do this. Put those contact lenses in your eyes. Make like you're getting ready to run a marathon. Literally, man, because I'm just so bad at like putting stuff in my eyes. I remember Terry had to help me one night. She's like, just hold your eye open. And like was ripping my eye open. <laughs> it was like <laughs> shoving it in. So it's so, like, I just oh, always thought like the, everything that goes in and like all like the stupid drama that happens, like people being like babies about stuff right. and like messing things like, and everything that goes wrong. Cause like, God, how many times is like a night does something go wrong? Oh, like, I don't think we've ever had like a, that was the perfect show. Like it yeah. was, no, like not, something always, every time the light would have to blow. Light blows. Something. Somebody got stepped on. Somebody got stepped on, yeah. Uh, someone's tired. Or, or we have a 15-man all-out brawl. Yeah, <laughs> someone's about to fight somebody. Someone, Ter- Terry's about to fight somebody. Right. Like, literally, like, the amount of things that could get covered in, like, just a just a weekend. Oh, like, yeah, it would be dude. so cool to just see that. And, and like you said earlier, like, it's, it is so draining. And then <sighs> dude, it's, it's a, by the end of it, you're like, man, that was fun, but I'm glad it's over. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And then once it's time to start getting prep again you're like this is it this is the last year i'm not doing this anymore mm-hmm. and then the very first night you hear that very first scream yep. as they go through the woods and you're like ah there it is. that's why i do yeah this. for real man yeah. but then people come out and they're scared but they have that smile on their face at the same time and they're like this is the coolest this is way better than nightmare factory this yeah. is way better than this this is way better than that this is the best thing we've ever gone to I'm like that's why we do it. exactly we do. and we would get the reviews all the time yeah when people were like like I like, and we would even say like I remember I think the last year we did it we we're like, oh my god like we've got nothing in there like we were like like we had nothing like yeah. we were just skimming everything like it's gonna be so bad they're gonna hate it. it's gonna be so dirty everyone's like this is the best year it's ever been right. we're like how like yeah. what are you smoking dude? you literally were telling me like Zach dude it's like there's like nothing in there bare man. bones bare bare minimum on yeah. the bare bones there are so many things that were going on with everyone involved individually right and we just didn't have the the time or the means to get things done like we normally do mm-hmm. so we made the best of a bad situation and and it honestly ended up being the best year we've ever had yeah you know I, I think it was the um the rotting fish guts yep see that's one thing people don't understand. That's what that's not that in particular. Yeah. But that's what made our trail so good. Mm-hmm. Any other haunted house or anything else that you would go to, what would they do? Everyone did the same thing. Same thing. It was, oh, I'm going to walk around this corner and something's going to jump out wow, and scare me. Yeah. And then they come out and they go, ah, and you're like, oh my God. Here comes the chainsaw guy. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, oh, that was cool. It's the same thing that I went to. You know, 20 other times this Halloween season. Yeah. And it was just nothing special. No. But whenever you came out to us, it was a different element of surprise at every single time. It was turn. gritty. It was like... Right. And the attention to detail, like, from from what we could do, right. we, we took it very seriously. The attention to detail was immaculate. Yeah. And one of the things for me is is you have to heighten all the senses. Right. Like, you, have, like we, you, you did a really good job of, like... like Hiding what we had and right. hiding what we did. Exactly. Yeah. Shine a light on this good stuff. Exactly. And don't really look so, at this other So thing. your senses, you know, you got to get sight. So you get into one that's got crazy strobe lights, yep. but it's not just the strobe lights. There's actually something going on. Yeah. And then as soon as you walk out of that, it's total darkness. Yeah. You know, like so how do you go from one extreme to the other? And your eyes are still adjusting and everything. Exactly. Yep. And then bam, something happens. Yep. And then you get to around the corner and you're like, oh my God, what is that awful smell? Well, what you don't know is we had peeled shrimp heads in a five-gallon bucket God. that we've been holding on out in the woods for months. Months. You know, to get that smell. Yeah. You know, and every night, like, we would play rock, paper, scissors to see who was going to go put the lid on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone coming out, they're like, oh, my God, it smells so bad. And then you catch a whiff and you're like, Whoa. yeah, I'm, like, Whoa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was for the performance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a chainsaw guy. No one has anybody eating out of a toilet. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Our own concoction. It's our recipe. We'll never oh, give it out. Never. We'll never give it out. Uh, 
And that was that was the best thing, man. Was like people's reactions because like again, like everyone knows, like yeah, this is this is fake. But I always like kind of took pride, like I the way I thought that they would come through, like everything we just saw was fake. I think that might have been real. Everyone did. I think that guy might have actually been insane. Yeah, every everyone comes on there like, what does that do to the, to the toilet, man? They're like, man, all that stuff was super. And what was crazy is some of these scenes, like it would take us a week to create one particular scene. Right. Like we're literally like digging holes and putting boxes in the ground so people can hide in them. That's right. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out how to make it safe. And so, I mean, we spent hundreds of dollars on one scene and we put plexiglass up so that way when you step on the plexiglass, he can hit a strobe and he's under your feet like, get me out of here. That was one of the best effects that we ever did. Yeah. And then when people would do it, the light would come on. They're like, hmm. That's cool. And they go on like, what? Yeah, like, like that was that was supposed to be the scene. The stuff that you put the most into. And then you got Zach sitting here eating a concoction that we put together out of out of a toilet. And they're like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, he put it on me. He put it on me. Oh, my God. Those were always the best, man. Oh, like, paint, painting your portraits on underwear. Yeah, right? dude. Like, you, you, you literally, you quite literally gave me a blank canvas. And I went, I'm just going to wreck this whole place. Yeah, exactly. That was it. Yeah. That was that was probably the the most fun year was that last one. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. It was one of those things like as a group for all the partners that were involved, uh, we wanted to get to ten years, yeah. and if we felt like we could keep going, we would. But if not, we wanted to train somebody and pass it on. Yeah, that'd be cool. And um, but unfortunately, it just didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. You know, people kind of money started getting involved, and yeah. And, um, Anytime that happens, it just exactly, and it was never a job for us. No, you know, every every year we never made money. Yeah, we didn't didn't take it down. We lost yeah. thousands of dollars. And everybody that would come out, all volunteers, yes, all working for maybe a free meal. <laughs> if, exactly, if lucky. It, it was never ever to make money. No. We just did it because it was fun. It was fun as hell. Yeah. If you look at the money aspect of it, it was the dumbest thing we had ever done. Because every year, collectively, everyone would lose like a grand a piece. Yeah. And but we didn't care because it was just fun, and it would just be worth it every and year. And then it just got so big where people we just tried to make money to recoup the losses. That's all we ever wanted. We yeah. just wanted to break even, which we never did. No. And then it went to the very next year, like we actually made a couple of dollars. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for once. And then the next year is like we made a couple more dollars. You know. Yeah. And then once money got involved, then it was like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do this by myself. Yeah. And it was unfortunate and ended some friendships and whatnot, and, and it is what it is. But at the same time, um, some people call it bull crap. You know, I, as much as um, it did make me a little bitter, you know, especially on the friendship aspect of it. Because uh, to me, nothing was worth losing that friendship over. But, you know, things happen the way they do. But anyway, I... Um, it was more of a blessing for me because my music had really been taken off and every single year I had to take that month off. Yeah. And then um, this past year, when we didn't do it this past year, in October ended up being one of my busiest months of the of the yeah. year, you know, because that's festival season. That's for, true. For that's musicians. true, yeah. So it ended up being one of my biggest months and made the most money that month, mm-hmm. you know, so I was like, yeah. Usually in October, I'm I'm in the hole. That's right. And so now, exactly, finally, I can actually turn a profit to it. I can actually go buy pizza. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Usually during October, it's like, hey kids, we're eating cold hot dogs. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, they yeah. I mean, they, they they would help out every year with that. Absolutely, man. all the kids were great. But yeah, man. I just wish the twins could have done it. I yeah. wish they could have been old enough to get a, to be a part of it. They just weren't old enough. Yeah. But uh, but who knows? You never know. Because I'm off off the, the the cast. I'll tell you some ideas that that me and Terry have kind of talked about. One hundred percent, man. And you know whatever it is, I'm gonna I'll bet you complain about it, but I'll be down. <laughs> well, it's I, I'll just kind of tell you. We kind of want to do it again, um, but it's just gonna have to be in a different um, element. Yeah. And uh, something that you know, maybe we can put on, but we probably won't be able to participate. Uh, but it'll it'll still be hands on mm-hmm. for us. We yeah. just probably won't be able to physically be there during the actual. Well, towards the end of it, you kind of you kind of moved away from participant and more like you kind of like we're running it more. 
Yeah, I had to. The first years that I were here, you usually would get a scene or you would walk the crowd with me, but then it kind of turned into, I'll walk the crowd, but like I kind of need to have the radio on me, like listen you to never everything. Know. A lot of security yeah. issues, lights go out, things like that happen. Like there was two of us that would make sure those things ran. I was going to say the last year, even though we had like, I think the bare minimum on like scenes and everything, I feel like that was probably the closest, like the most organized we'd ever been. Very, very yeah, much like, so. I remember like everything was very <laughs> like, we're going to do the absolute best we can to have everything like this person is going to run this section of yeah. scenes this person is going to run this section and they're going to correspond with us after every run right yeah exactly yeah it, so, it, yes on on paper and, and in that aspect yeah. of it by far yeah, that was, was honestly the very last year that we did it was probably the best year we had just had yeah. in general we went out on a good note absolutely yeah. that's why that part of it was like at least we ended at least we didn't go out on a whimper yeah right at least I didn't get reviews like I saw from from somebody else but we, somebody else we, is we won't we won't get into that um <laughs> we won't <laughs> we can't well that's not okay <laughs> it's better we don't look you're the one with the good reputation right everybody yeah. knows that i'm an idiot uh, no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> got a popski from terry right? Right, right so um another thing i wanted to talk to you about because this just goes into the whole like you just kind of have this idea and then you just do it mm-hmm. can you talk to me about the restaurant the restaurant? Yeah. <clears throat> so the restaurant was one of those, it's my dad's restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, something dad has always wanted to do. And, but with kids and jobs and, you know, kids, you know, they ruin your life. What are you going to do? <laughs> so just kidding. Thank God, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm still holding out, man. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, you know, dad, something dad's always wanted to do. And then dad got a, a, a custom smoker. And started doing some roadside stuff, and I would go down there and help him. And then it um, it kind of just got to the point where it was just so busy. Because when you're smoking barbecue, it's not something you just throw on a grill and in five minutes it's done. Right. You know, like it takes hours upon hours. Yeah, it's a whole process. Know? And I remember you brought me in one time, like when it was first, like you guys were starting up. You're like, right. I'm going to show you how we do this. And right. Like, like through like the giant, like the most humongous like pieces of slabs of meat I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Big old brisket. Yeah, and yeah. just like wrapped it all in foil and like like slid them in there and moved the, the, the coals around. I was like, this is like legit. It is. There's no a science coals. to it no for coals. sure. Wood. <laughs> or serious the wood. Yeah, not coals. You're right. Right. Sorry. All hickory. All hickory. But anyway, you know, something Dad wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it just got to the point where it was so busy doing the roadside stuff. It was like, we either have to step this up or shut it down. The roadside stuff being, they had like a, like a food truck? No, like we just sold it right off the smoker. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And it, it got to the point where we would have to get coolers and take the meat off of the smoker, wrap it, put it in the cooler to stay hot, and then we would have to throw more on. Wow. And the smoker's huge. Yeah, it's Already. Huge. And we were selling out of everything. Yeah. You know? And... Um, when did he start doing that? Well, that was... Years. Well, the restaurant's been open five years now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a couple of years before that. So he had just got in the smoker and was like, I'm just going to start peddling this this amazing brisket. Yeah. Just well, wherever I can. at first he got, because he, he really wanted to get into it, but um, he didn't know much about it. Yeah. So, just, I like brisket. Right. <laughs> so he, he just kind of had to, I guess I get it from dad. I mean, it's something that he wanted to do. So he just jumped he just in jumped and in, did yeah. it. And really learned the craft of smoking. Yeah. You know, some people, you know, just like, oh, just throw fire in there and uh, check it. And it's, it really isn't that easy. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, so once he kind of figured it out and got it down pat and mastered, then he was like, hey, let me show you how to do this. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it. I went out there and helped him. There was one time we, we had to do the, this one for a, a graduation or something. It was the coldest night of the year. And we were out there smoking at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we're doing it at his cabinet shop then. The restaurant wasn't open. Mm-hmm. There's no heat. There's no nothing out there. And uh, you know. You've yeah. Been out there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and it's like 23 degrees. <laughs> the the grease that's falling out of the smoker through the little trap hole is falling on the ground. And it's freezing before it hits the ground. Oh, my God. And I mean, you're talking about hot grease. Yeah. You know? <laughs> So after a couple of hours, it just looks like a, a, a big pile of a turd just sitting there, you know, just frozen grease, you know. Yeah. And with the wind blowing the way it was and all, it was just almost impossible to keep the temperature correct, mm-hmm. you know. 
So it was like every 10 minutes we're having to go out there and stoke the fire and put more wood on and all that. It was brutal. I bet. But, I mean, both of us got like two pairs of jeans on, long sleeve shirts and hoodies and then coveralls and you name it, just trying not to freeze. Yeah. And then we'd get, you know, we'd get it done. And then the next morning we'd slice it all up and take it out. And I'm like, I I love this stuff. But, uh, I don't love it that much. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, but then you know, not long after that, the old uh, red barn down here in Bear Creek yep. is that's a building I grew up in, and uh, most of my childhood memories are in that building. And uh, the guy that owned it just got tired of dealing with it and wanted to sell it. And uh, my brother saw that it was for sale and talked to dad, and we all sat down as a family and we're like, let's just kind of make a game of it. Yeah. See if it happens. If it happens, great. If it don't. We'll keep doing what we're doing and, and until we find something else. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, what, two weeks? It was like, this ain't a game anymore. This is getting very serious. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. It's a business. So then, it, you know, we did, we got it uh, February, four years ago, five years ago, and um, did a whole lot of reconstruction inside and redecorating, remodeling, all that stuff. And then we opened in September. Right. And it's been slamming ever since. Can't get no better barbecue than Kano's. Look, I was going to say, like... I, and that sauce. I may... The sauce. Oh, happy sauce. I was going to say, like, I, I, I may be uh, biased, <clears throat> but I'm, like... I remember the first times I started coming over there and, like, eating that breast. I was like, this is some of the best barbecue yeah. I've ever had. You're not biased. You just know what the best is. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's it's good stuff, man. Like, our... We, we got to set up pretty good now. Yeah. Down there. So, yeah. it's... Um, Especially during this quarantine thing, like, you know, a lot of places have... I was going to say, are you guys doing... Yeah, a lot of places, you know, have uh, suffered, which is extremely unfortunate for small business. Um, But we've been very blessed down there. It's, like, probably busier now than it's ever been. You guys do any deliveries, or is it just all pickup stuff? If it's something super local down the road and we have an extra hand, like, if it's a big order and someone wants it delivered, Dad will call me. He's like, hey, you busy right now? Yeah, you're trying to take this party brisket over (laughs) there? Yeah, he's like, no, I ain't got nothing. He's like, you want to do a delivery for him? like, yeah, I'll be down there in a minute. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's, it's, he's, we've been very blessed to, uh, to, to be busy during all of this, so. But uh, people love it. All right, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you uh, being on with me today. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and like plug your, your, your socials, your website stuff? Yeah. Well, with uh, the quarantine stuff, uh, we're not doing gigs right now, unfortunately. But on my Facebook page, which is uh, Ryan Kane Music, uh, C-A-I-N, because no one knows how to spell my last name, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Kane Music on Facebook. Every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, we do uh, an hour of, uh, we call it Whiskey Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We get on there, we play a couple of songs, and we chit-chat with fans that, um, you know, when we're at shows and we're busy, sometimes we don't get a chance to to talk to fans a lot. Excuse me. And uh, this is our chance to kind of hang out. Nice. Hang out, even though it's online, you know, we get to hang out, have a drink together, chit-chat, and tell me about your week, and tell you what craziness we've got going on and and uh that's facebook but we also have uh, instagram and um snapchat and all that's uh brian king music all the same and um hopefully we're gonna be putting some more content out on all of those fairly soon this quarantine thing's got me bored so i gotta figure out something and um i got i uh, went to nashville in december and recorded my first ep we got four songs that are uh, getting ready to release. I already have the masters. We're waiting on a couple of little details, you know, uh, what is it? Dotting the T's, crossing, crossing the I's. Crossing the I's, yeah. <laughs> Lowercase J's. That's right. We're, we're waiting for, um, we're just waiting for a couple of little minor things to tighten up. And then once we get that done, we'll be able to put it out uh, everywhere where, where you buy music. Nice. And, um then we're gonna be doing a music video for uh, I know for sure three of the three of the four of the songs. Uh, we may do one for all four, but just we'll just kind of see how that goes. Do you have a page on YouTube? I do. It's a uh, Ryan King Music. Also, and you'll be um, able to find all those music videos there uh, when we get it done. Yes. Unfortunately, there's not much content on there at the moment. Yeah. A- everything's predominantly on Facebook, but okay. uh, we're we're about to tighten up the social media game. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. And, so and for the best damn barbecue in the south, Kano's, Kano's barbecue. barbecue at, at the, the Red, Red Barn. Barn. Yeah. That's it. Find it on Facebook. 
All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. Want to give another thanks to Ryan Kane for being on. Anytime I get a chance to talk to that guy, it's awesome. We have so much fun. Uh, again, make sure you look him up, Ryan Kane Music, on Facebook. He does awesome stuff. And um, I'm here to tell you, it makes a hell of a brisket. So if you're interested in that, make sure you go to Kano's at the Red Barn. Ask for the pappy sauce. It's amazing. And tell him that Zach sent you. Uh, I won't get any royalties or anything for that, but, you know, just to mention my name would be pretty cool. They probably don't even know who I am, regardless. Uh, just a few more things before we get going. I just want to give a reminder that this is a fan and listener supported podcast. Uh, so make sure you like and share on Facebook at Zach of All Trades. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Dose of Zach, where you can find links to my YouTube page. And you can always listen to Zach of All Trades wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts. If you have any inquiries or maybe you are interested in being a part of the show, send me an email at podztt at gmail.com. That's podztt at gmail.com. Thank you.